Hey there, this is your girl Shawanda, and you're listening to Refreshing the Soul Podcast, a show where we bring our experiences and God's truth to refresh the heavy and hard places in your soul. From anxiety to unforgiveness, we'll learn how to come to an honest place in our souls and uproot those hidden lies so that you can discover the unique expression God created you to be in this world. Hey, welcome back to Refreshing the Soul podcast. I'm your host, Shawanda Williams. Thank you for joining me for another episode. If this is your first time, thank you for being here. I believe you are here to receive a refreshing for your soul, something that um, you probably didn't even know that you needed. But I want you to know that here on Refreshing the Soul, it is about soul care. We care about your soul is deeper than the self-care, than what's on our skin, than how we look, than, you know, taking a rest, taking a vacation. No, this is soul care where we get to the root of the things that's going on in our soul. Um, We allow God to um, teach us um, what we don't know about ourselves or things that we're trying to figure out. God, how can I break free from this? We allow God's word to teach us, to navigate issues that we're in and to uproot those things that that's not like him. This is about um, walking um, whole. This is about walking in peace, walking in rest. And this is about having a safe space to do it in, a safe space to do the soul work. I understand when we're doing the soul work, we're touching some sensitive areas, some things that you probably don't want to touch, some things that's fragile, some things that's old and you need a safe environment to heal. And so that's what refreshing the soul is. I want to come alongside you, my sister, and um, walk with you through your day-to-day life. And so right now, let's just take a moment today and check in with our soul. Have you checked in with your soul? Meaning, how are you doing? How are you feeling How are you feeling? Your soul is your thinker, your filler, your chooser. How have you been thinking? What's been on your mind? What are the things that has been that that you've been rolling around in your soul? Things that maybe you haven't laid down um, and talked about to God. What's going on with you? Let's come to an honest place right now and put in front of us whatever the issue is, whatever the worry is whatever's been heavy or the thing that we've been praying about and be honest with, this is where I'm at. Can I tell you it's okay? It's okay to be where you're at because guess what? You're not there by yourself. God is with you in that place. And if God is with you, he won't leave you there. Our part is to one, be honest with where we're at. What I love about God in Genesis um, 2, actually 3, um, when Adam and Eve, they ate from that fruit and um, it exposed what they looked like. It changed, it, it um, unveiled their eyes to the knowledge of good and evil and they saw themselves a certain way. They hid because they were afraid. God did not say, why are you not walking with me? He didn't say, you're not supposed to be there. He said, where are you? 
He wants you to know where you're at. He He's going to get to how to get you to him, but he has to get you talking to being honest of where I'm at and how did I get here? And so today and every day this week, I want you to be intentional about checking in with your soul and being honest about where are you? Where are you? What have you been thinking? What have you been feeling in your soul? You know, and it's not, it's not always a bad thing. You could be eager and excited about what's this next chapter that God has for you about where you're at right now, just enjoying and basking in the season that you're in. Um, you, you could be, you, you could be having a, um, a feeling peace and, and rest in your soul. And that is the goal. That is what, that's my heart's desire because I know that's God's desire is for you to have peace no matter what situation you are in to walk and rest and no matter what you know or don't know what you see and don't see what you feel and maybe the things you're not feeling you know there could be things going on in your relationship that you've been praying God I I wish I had this I wish I could feel this God saying even in that place you can have rest you can have peace that's his desire and that's my desire with this podcast to lead you to that place of rest in your soul, a refreshing in your soul. So this week, be intentional about soul checking, asking yourself, how am I doing? How am I thinking? What am I thinking about? What has been on my mind? Um, what am I feeling? What are the choices I've been making? Because uh, I really, a lot of times, if you don't, if you can't, um, if you can't think about where you're at in terms of how I've been thinking and feeling, Maybe sometimes you need to start with, okay, this is how I've been showing up. Like I just been, I've been snapping. (laughs) I've been snapping at people lately. I've been short, you know, and, and, and then you can trace that back to, okay, what are you feeling? Maybe you're feeling angry. Okay. Why am I feeling that? Well, I got this situation going on with my mom. She hasn't been feeling good and I haven't had time to to really rest or take care of me. I've been worried, you know, so we can trace, we got to become traceable where we're tracing our actions back to how we feel. And then why am I feeling this way? What are the thoughts that I'm constantly thinking about that's leading to this feeling? Worry, worried about a situation, worried about an outcome. Um, I'm telling you, God wants to be in that with you. Okay, so that's why we soul check and I don't want it to end here on the podcast. I want you to do this every day. I'm just here to hold you accountable on Mondays. Okay, okay. So, well, speaking of soul checking, I've had to do some soul checking myself. You know, I can't tell you to do something that I'm not doing. So I've been having to do um, some soul checking and, um, I, you know, in the mornings, you know, I know it's like, I, I know what I'm feeling. I know what I'm going through, but I really haven't made, um, enough time to sit with God and really just talk with him. Like my times I love spending time with God is in the morning. The house is quiet. Um, it's just, it's, it's just, if I, I just love spending time with God in the morning and sometimes it, it's in the evening. It just depends, um, on to what I feel in my spirit. Sometimes the morning I'm waking up and I'm listening to a meditation scripture or a song, or I pray. And then later on in the evening, I may sit down and spend time with God, but I, 
I've been finding that my times, my devotion time with him has been short. Right. And so I'm also in the middle of a transition. And so that's what I want to talk about today. I'm, the transitions. I don't know what to call this, but I'm in the middle of a transition and I have all these emotions going on inside of me. And though I know what's going on and how I feel, I've been lacking that, that, um, intimate time with God, um, that's needed for a longer period of time. There's nothing wrong with, you know, we say our prayers in the car. We, you know, spend a little time in the morning at night, whenever during our lunch break, you know, read through a devotional, you know, pray. There's nothing wrong with, um, those times where we can fit in and, 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 or carve out to be like, I want to, I want to at least spend this five, 10 minutes with God. There's nothing wrong with that. We should do that. But there are times that we need to spend um, longer periods of time with God. And I've learned, especially in transitions. So I don't know about you. Are you in the middle of a transition? Um, I'm in the middle of a transition. I don't know if you are switching jobs, uh, maybe schools or going to school or graduating school or in a relationship, ending a relationship, getting married, um, moving to another house, moving to another state, city, or maybe the transition is God is doing something new in your soul. He's changing you. You feel him molding you. There are some things you, you realize that I can't take this with me. I can't continue to take this with me. And God is working on, you know, the way that I um see myself and how I show up to people and the things that I think about and how I respond to my husband. Um, the fears that I feel, I, I no longer can um, do all these different things to make me feel better. Like God is transitioning me to rest in him and not allow the fear to move me. I don't know if if you're going through a transition, if you're watching YouTube right now, you're watching me and you're able to comment below. I would love to hear What's your transition? What are you going through right now? My transition that I'm going through right now, um, the main one, the biggest one is my kids, they have changed schools. And um, it's a big difference for them and it's a big difference for me. They're going from a smaller school to a bigger a bigger school. And um, the school, they're more, they're, everything is electronic. Um, so I get tons of emails. I have three kids, you guys, sixth grade, ninth grade, 12th grade. So three kids, one is about to graduate. So I'm dealing with pictures for cap and gown. I'm dealing with the ads and the yearbook, um, senior trips, um, going to meetings to hear about, you know, scholarships and schools and, and applying for college. And then, you know, they're, they're starting a new school kind of a, a month, uh, a few weeks in late. So they're, uh, thankfully they don't have to worry about catching up so much, but it's a learning curve. It's a totally different curricula than what they're used to. It's a lot. It's, I get emails nonstop. So it's a big transition. And sometimes transitions can become overwhelming if we're not careful to transition well. 
And so as I'm going through this transition with my kids, I recognize they are going through a transition too. And I am doing the best, the godly best that I can to make this transition smooth and easy for them. Understanding all the things that they need to know to help them keep them accountable um, and making sure they they just understand what they're supposed to do because it's a totally different territory for them. And I was sitting thinking about it and um, God had said, I heard God um, say just silently to me yesterday, actually. He said, you know, just as involved as you are in the details of making sure your kid your kids transition well, making sure they are, you know, checking their emails on top of their homework, checking the different resources and apps that's given to them. Just as as much as you are involved in, in the details of their transition because you want it to go smoothly, I am involved in your details. I care about how you transition. I care that you feel safe in your transition, that you're getting all the things that you need. I'm here with you in the details of your transition. And so I want to encourage someone right now, if you're switching jobs, schools, a relationship, um, location, you're not switching alone. Ask God for help. Continue to ask for his supernatural strength to um, help you as you transition. You're going from one old thing to a, a new thing, right? I meant to look up the definition of transition, <laughs> but I didn't. But it, you're going from one place to another place. You may, you, in, if it's, it's something in your soul, you're going from one mindset that you probably have for 20 years and you're learning something new. Know that God wants to be in every detail, in every facet, in every process of your transition, you should not be transitioning alone. I think a part of me took on so much of helping my kids to transition. And, I, you know, again, wanting to be a good parent um, to where I am um, making sure they're getting everything they need, but also making sure I'm, I'm involved in what they're doing. Um, I noticed that I was holding a lot of the weight on me and um, it became overwhelming. It became heavy. And it wasn't until someone had asked me one day at work, hey, so how are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, I, you know, I'm doing good. I, I you know, actually, I'm happy. I got the, my kids into um, the school, this great school. I said, but it has been a big transition. Like it is, you know, it, it's been a lot, you know, and I'm just being honest, like it's a lot. And as I'm talking to her about um, this transition, I feel emotional. I can, I'm talking to her normal, but I feel my whole soul. I feel my body. I want to cry. I'm like, I wish I could cry this out. I need to talk to someone. I got to get this out. Like, this is a lot for me. And I didn't even realize. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I can't believe I'm being so emotional. Now, she didn't know that. But I could tell and sense of myself and how I was talking that I wanted to cry on someone's shoulder and say how hard this is, how much this is. And 
all the thoughts that came with this transition, I realized in that moment that I have not spent enough time to really get this out and process this out because I was surprised at my own response to that question. She was checking in with my soul and didn't even know it. She thought she was just asking, hey, how you doing? But that's what we do. We check in with our soul. But if we don't spend enough time to really sit and be honest, um, sometimes we, we won't even know something that is going on so deep in us. Because like I said, I've been, you know, spending every couple of minutes in the morning, you know, I try to ask myself, okay, how am I doing? I'm like, I know I'm going through, you know, a lot with just making sure the kids are ready, um, are, are prepared for school and that they have this and that. But it's good. It's going to get better. You know, I'm encouraging myself, but I'm not really sitting and processing what all is going on and how all of these emails are making me feel and how the weight of of trying to be a, a great mom and parent and be on top of what they're doing because I don't want them to fail and 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 pressing through until it gets easier I you know I I'm, I'm not dealing with all these deeper thoughts that I'm having because I'm not spending enough time in it and so I'm shocked at my reaction and I go and I, I tell my husband, I'm like, babe, I'm, I just had this conversation. Someone asked me how I was doing. And listen, the first thing I talk about was the transition with my kids into a new school. So that tells you right there. When someone asks you what you, how you're doing, I mean, someone who you feel even safe to talk to, think whatever the first thing that is that come out of you, that's, there's probably something there with it. That's, that's the thing that's at the forefront of your mind and forefront of your soul. And so I tell him, I was like, you know what? I, um, I was shocked that I, I felt emotional telling her about, about how I, um, about how I felt and, and how this trans, how this transition has affected me. Like I felt really emotional. Like I needed to cry. <laughs> Have you ever felt that? Like, it's like, I just need to cry. I need to get this out. But I didn't even know that I, that I needed that, that I was feeling that until someone asked me and he was like, you know what, babe, it sounds like you need to go and worship. It's like, what? He's like, you need to get away and you need to worship. And so I want to share with you today three things that we need to do and continuously and continuously do to transition well okay and so before we get to worship let's start with giving yourself grace we got to give ourselves grace we're in a transition meaning we we're moving from one place to another and the other place that we're moving to we've never been before so there is probably some grieving from the last place you were in that has to take place a letting go that has to take place, a letting go of who you were, a letting go of a mindset, a letting go of how probably easy and comfortable it was back here. And then giving, giving yourself grace for it. You know what? I've never been here before. I've never had this many emails from a teacher. I've never been at this school before. I don't know how they operate. I have to give myself grace and not be hard or condemn myself to know something when I'm when really I should be learning something. 
So if this slipped through the crack or if I don't get this done in time, like, wait, I got to give myself grace. I'm in transition. If we're going to transition well, we can't put the pressure and the weight on ourselves to know everything, to do everything right. You're only going to make the process harder. It's a transition. It's going to take some time for you to get in the groove of it. If you're transitioning through some things in your soul, there could be fear and doubt that you, you've, 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 um, you are so used to having in your soul that now you're learning how to renew your mind and God's word. And sometimes that fear and that doubt may creep back up in and you respond, you respond in, in, in a way that's fearful. You shut down, you do the thing that you used to. Don't give, get, don't get hard on yourself. Don't condemn yourself. First of all, if you're in Christ, you're a new creature. God does not, Jesus does not condemn you. He's not looking like, oh, you should have got that right. You should have, you should have renewed that thought before you even said anything. No, you're in transition. It's a process. Give yourself the grace to make the transition, to be molded to what, um, to where you're going. There's some things that may slip. There's some things that you may be, you say, you know what? I didn't get that right. I could have done better than that. Oh, but if we keep a heart of, you know what? I have to stay open to learning. When you're giving yourself grace, you're staying open to learning. When you're to transition means that I'm learning a new way of living. I'm learning a new territory. I'm learning a new way of, um, of how this school works, this relationship. Maybe you're getting married. It's going to take some adjustment. If you've been single for a while, you, you, and when, when me and my husband got married, like one time we were, um, it, it was at nighttime and he just disappeared. I didn't know where he was at. I'm like looking around. I'm like, what happened? Ten, I, I'm calling him. He's not answering. I'm like, his car's out in the in the driveway, so he's here, but I can't find him. He comes in later with the dog. He he walked the dog, and he don't take his phone to walk the dog. <laughs> and of course, his his car is there because he's walking the dog. And I'm like, babe, um, I've been looking for you for like the last like 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. He was like, oh, I went to go walk the dog. I'm like, okay, well, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what you were doing. He's like, oh, you know what? I got to make sure I, I let you know before. You know, it's just certain things you have to adapt to. We, we can't just go and straight and get mad at the other person, get mad at yourself, you know, get mad at whatever the situation. Where, no, it's, it takes some adjustment. It takes some, some communication, but it all needs to be laced with grace. It has to be laced with grace. Give yourself grace so you can give others around you the grace that they need. Because guess what? You, they haven't been where you, and they haven't been where you are, you're at either. If you're in a different, if you're in a different place in your life, if you're going, especially if you're renewing some things in your soul and people are used to you saying yes to everything. And now you're saying no, they're, people are not used to this either. They're transitioning with you. They're learning as well, the way the new you, the what you're transitioning to. But if you're giving yourself grace, you can give them grace too to learn. 
I had to get my husband grace. He, he, he didn't think to tell me because for the past seven, eight years, he's been walking the dog by himself without having to tell anyone. I had to get my kids grace. They've been used to one curricular. They've been used to doing things on paper and now everything's electronic. Some things they don't know. Something, sometimes they forget to go to this certain app. I had to give them grace, but it makes it that much easier when I realize I need grace to transition. I need the help of the Holy Spirit. I'm weak here. I need his strength. I need his supernatural favor. I need him. We need him. Okay. So I say one, give yourself grace. You've never been here before and stay open to learning. Two, I say meditate meditate. You need meditation. We need to meditate, meditate on the word of God. Now I want to say something about this because, um, I just learned this. I'm reading a devotion right now called, I think it's called, it's called be still. And it's by Brian Heasley. Brian Heasley. And one of the devotions he talks about meditating on God's word and how important it is. But he goes to explain the, um, the definition of meditation, right? Which is, I'm going to read one of the scriptures and that meditation, that word and in, 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 that's found in the scripture, this is the definition that he's, refer- this is what he's referring to in the scripture. So first I'm going to read the, I'm going to read the definition of what he said. Meditation, the word meditate used in this Psalms and it's going to be from Psalms one, it denotes a verbalized rumination, meaning you you're actually speaking verbally with words, something over and over like a pigeon cooing repetitively, a gentle murmuring. It says the same word is also linked to chewing the cud. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. The process by which a cow eats grass in such a way as to extract all the nutrients, right? So he's chewing it over and over and over and over again to get the nutrients out of that grass. So it's the same with meditating on God's word. It's something that we're not just um, thinking in our mind over and over again, but it's like a gentle murmuring a scripture, a word that God has given us that we're repeating over and over and over, right? So let's read the scripture that's tied to this. It's Psalms 1. Pull out your Bibles if you have your Bibles. But if not, um, just um, open your ears, open your hearts, okay? So Psalms 1, and I'm going to read verse 2 and 3, okay? It says, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. Verse three, they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. So again, it says, but they delight in the law of the Lord. Who is they? These, if you read up verse one to give it context, these are people who don't follow the advice of of the wicked, of people who are sinners. They don't stand around or, or congregate or, or join in with mockers. They, these people, they delight 
in meditating on God's word, it says day and night. Now it says, this is the result of the meditating, doing a verbal rumination. And I actually, I looked up the word meditating in the Greek and it does say it's a gentle murmuring. It's something that speaks, that's spoken. So this is, this is the result of when we, we're constantly speaking God's word throughout our day, day and night, all day long. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. What I like about that is it's saying that no matter what's going on in any season, no matter what transition, no matter what feelings are coming up, this tree is planted. They're like a, they're planted. They're like a tree that's planted. They're never withering. I'm never getting to a place of this wearied state. And sometimes in our transition, if we're constantly thinking about, gosh, can I do this? This is too much for me. This is so new. Oh my gosh, I slipped this. I did bad at this. Oh, I went back to that. If those are the things that's constantly in our mind or even the things that's constantly on our lips, then we'll be moved. We won't be planted because it's only those who meditate, who verbally speak over and over and over again on God's word day and night that that's planted, right? If we're not careful, see transition, a transition is an action. It's a moving thing. Things are moving. Something is changing. But while that is changing, we still need to be still and have rest in our soul, find security in God. But we can't do that if one, we're disconnected from the word. We're, we're, we're spending bits and pieces of, of, of time with God and not really getting in his word. And if we're also, if we're also, when we're not speaking his word continuously, if not, we will be moved. We will be shaken by all the different things that's changing, that's happening. And God, God wants you to be um, stable. And we find stability. We, we find security in him, which is connected to his word. So we have to constantly be speaking his word. And so what I've been constantly speaking in this season, and it actually goes along with um, this scripture that I just read is Jeremiah 17, seven through eight. See, I know it. Cause I've been, I've been declaring it and speaking it over um, my life and myself um, every day. Now throughout the day, Jeremiah 17, seven through eight, listen to this, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Doesn't that sound awfully alike the scripture we read in Psalms 1? The only difference is they're saying blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and their confidence. They are like trees that are planted. So those who meditate on the Lord over and over and over the, the word of God over and over throughout their day, day and night are the same people 
who trust in the Lord and make the Lord their hope and their confidence because they are planted. The key here is to get your roots to be deep down into God's word so that you're not bothered by the heat and you're not worried by long months of drought. See, when you're in transition, there are some things you can't see yet. Some things are unclear. Some things you may not have received. It's, it, it may not feel peaceful on the outside. It's stuff that's hectic. You're still trying to learn. Then you got emotions over here that, oh, you, you know, you know, you're trying to adjust. I'm, I'm thinking about marriage I, I'm right now. So I keep going back to that. But that's something that I know because I, I, I'm in it. Um, but our first year of marriage, again, learning the things where we need to communicate and whatnot. If I'm not planted deep in God, I could have insecure moments and in, 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 uh, of doubt of where's my husband, who he with, why he didn't call me here. And then, I mean, because of certain things that he's just not think, thinking about because he's adjusting. We're both adjusting to being married. We're transitioning here. But if I'm secure and, and saying, oh, God is my hope and my confidence. I trust in him. It's not about trusting in my husband. It's not about trusting in um, the teachers that are, are teaching my, my kids. It's not about trust. I trust in the Lord. My hope and my confidence is him. This is what I've been saying every day throughout the whole day, um, just with this transition with my, my kids at, at school. But I want you to use your own scripture of what God is probably laying on your heart um, to speak and declare, to ruminate verb verbally over and over and over throughout your day. That's going to deepen your roots in him because to transition well, we can't be moved by every emotion. Our feelings are fickle. One day you're, you're going to feel confident. And the next day you could feel like I want to give up. This is too much for me. This is too hard. One day you can feel so strong and the next day you can feel tired and weak and, 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 and just wanting to lay down and not do anything. Just like y'all figure it out. Y'all, y'all do all this. I'm not doing this. But when you stay rooted in God's word, when you keep his word on your mouth and not the complaints and not the fears and what you can't do and what's too much and what if I fail and I'm not going to be able to take this too much longer. When we keep his word that God, I trust in you, I'm making you my, my, my hope. You are where I have hope in you. You are my confidence because you're the one who led me to this transition. You're the one who gave me this job. You're the one who put my kids in the school. You're the one who told me to marry this man. You're the one who wants me to renew my mind and be free from this. When we put hope in the one who caused the transition in the first place, our roots will be deep in him and we will be stable. We will be secure. And here's the thing. We won't be bothered by the heat. So I'm not going to be bothered by the, the pressure of what's going on in this transition. I'm not, I'm not going to be worried because man, this is, we've been under this for a minute. Now I'm ready for things to lighten up. No, you're not going to be worried by the long months of drought. I'm, I can't see the end of this. No, you, he's saying you're going to have a, a peace, a rest. And he said, you'll never stop producing. Meaning even in the transition, you'll still be producing. You'll still be getting things done. You'll still be doing the things that God has called you to do. You'll still be showing up healthy, full, strong. 
because you're taking time and keeping his words near to your heart, rolling it over in your spirit. And it's on the end. It's on the fruit of your lips. It's the words that you speak. So I say meditate, meditate because thoughts will try to come to revert you back to your past, to revert you back to where you came from and say it was easier back then. But God is trying to pull you here. God is transitioning you here. And so we need his word to stay firm in him. Okay. Last thing is what I mentioned before. It's to worship. It's to worship, find a quiet place and enough, excuse me, make time to worship. Um, when my husband said that to me immediately, I was like, man, when I pick up the kids from school today, I, I'm going to drop them off at home and I'm going to the park in our neighborhood and I'm going to walk around, put on my air maxes and work, worship God. Um, and that's what I did. And I felt better, like almost instantly I poured out, I cried, I told God everything, but I also, I worshiped him. I, I told him who he was and who he's, who, who he's been and who I know him to be. And God just started pouring into me, reminding, reminding me of the times where I've transitioned before. He, he actually, he reminded me of this transition with my marriage that I made last year and how, when I was scared, and didn't see things and didn't understand things, how he was there carrying me through. Worshiping reminds us of who God is. It takes our eyes and our feelings off of the present and what's going on and what we're under and what's before, what's all before us. And it puts the focus on the one that really matters and who can carry us through. He reminded me even the times even before I got married, times where I was upset and even mad at him because I was following him into something. And I felt like I was about to fail. I felt like I was going to be destroyed. And God carried me through that season. He reminded me that there's nothing that I can go through that he won't, one, be there for me, two, carry me through it. So in this transition that I'm in right now, I'm, I feel strong in God because I know he'll carry me through this. We need worship. We need to worship our God because it reminds us of who he is. And when we're reminded of who he is, then no situation, no transition, no change will ever trump that, will ever feel higher than that, will ever make you feel um, heavy or underneath the pressure of it. You'll be like, oh, no, my God, is he, he's a guy. He'll, he'll carry me through this if he has to. It puts your confidence and your hope back in him. It worship keeps us stable and focused. Something my pastor said last Sunday, Pastor Tony Peterson, he said, worship is our lifeline. The way my thoughts were going <laughs> before I worship, I'm here to tell you is my lifeline. When we don't worship, we're allowing other things to come in and for us to worship other thoughts. For it to be something we, we, we reverence because the feeling is so real. The, the pressure of the transition is so real. 
even in the greatest transitions, the things that God wants you to start, the businesses, the ministry, the books, even the, the great transitions that you're excited for can feel like a lot. And if we're not careful and we don't keep our focus on the main one, the one who's sending us, we can get trapped and stuck and feeling insecure, not, not enough. No, we got to remind ourselves that, no, it is God. It is because of who he is that I am. And because I am, I'm able to do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So we need worship. We need worship to pour out, to pour out our feelings because he can handle it. We need worship to lay it before him, to stable our soul, to remind us of, to remind our feelings of who's in control. We need to give ourselves grace. We need to meditate on God's word, verbally ruminating over something that God has spoken to you, maybe something he told you at the beginning of the transition, we need to be verbally speaking that. And we need to make us we need to make a quiet place and some time to worship. Okay? I pray you receive something from this message. And right now, let's take a moment and I'm going to my hiding place. My hiding place is this place in this intimate time that we have between God where we listen to um, a, a music for your soul, music that speaks to your soul in the place of where you're at. And we confess, we confess these scriptures, these words over our heart. It's like meditation, having a meditation scripture. So this is a music for your soul and a meditation scripture for you to take on for the rest of this week, seven days until we meet again. All right. So this, I believe, is going to help you in your transition. It's been helping me. So one of the songs I've been um, listening to over and over again is called Let Go by Dwayne Woods. If you have not heard of this song, please go find it and listen to it. I'm telling you, it's going to bless your heart. Um, a part of the lyrics that I believe that will bless you and that really goes hand in hand with this message, it says, soon as I stopped worrying... Worrying how the story ends, then and only then can I let go. When I let go, when I let God, let God have his way. That's when everything will turn around. Yes, it will. That's when things start happening. When I stopped looking at back then, when I stopped looking at way back then, when I let go and I let God, let God have his way. My sister, we're going to let God have his way. We're going to stop looking at back then because we're in transition to where God wants to take us, where he wants to lead us. And we're, go we're not going to worry. We're going to worship. We're not going to worry. We're going to worship. We're not going to worry. We're going to worship. All right. Take this moment right now as we repeat um, as you repeat these confessions after me I delight in meditating on the word of God throughout the day God's words remain in my heart and on my lips I am being planted like a tree not bothered 
or worried by life's issues or timing. I trust in the Lord and have made him my hope and confidence. I continuously produce fruit in every season. Amen. Just remember here on Refreshing the Soul that soul care is self-care. See you next time. Bye. All right, everyone. That wraps up this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get refreshing to those souls who need it. Also, don't forget to head over to Amazon where you can purchase that 30-day devotional Rest for the Soul by yours truly. Um, You want to get it in your hand. And just remember, soul care is self-care. Until next time, bye-bye.